Welcome to the ABW Project, and we are back. This is season one, episode one, remix, no, because we've been gone so long, I don't think that we can count it as episode two. So it's like- We probably won't be back for another five months, so we gonna call it two. No, okay. Give so us one, our credit, we did one. One and a half. I'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> this is Angela Anderson and Tina Fokker Dean. And we hope that you all missed us because we definitely missed you all. We have some fun stuff to talk about today. So, what's today's topic? Today's topic is the disrespect of black women. And we're talking about not just recently with Omarosa being called a dog by President Trump and all of the vitriol hurled at Maxine Waters. Um, But how in general black women are treated in the media. Um, And we'll talk a little bit about the historical roots of that and what the implications are and why people think it's okay. And then where do we go from here? What do we do about it? I think she hit him in the eye. No, like really, I think we should hit him really hard in your left eye. Just one good time, that's all it's going to take. Because nothing is working. Like there is nothing. Okay, now, don't go out hitting people in the left eye or the right eye for that matter because I'm not coming to bail you out of jail. And I don't want you saying that I told you to do it. Yeah. But I think we need to do something because what we're doing now is not working. People are not taking us seriously. It's just... It's a mess. It is an absolute mess. And it's tiring. So. <laughs> so we can't hit them in the We can't hit them in the eye. The left eye. We Not the left eye. That's the good eye. I'm left-handed. Like, we, we, can't, we can't do that. Um, but we do continue to hold them accountable. Let, but let's go backwards and then move forward. Where does this come from? There is a legacy of disrespecting black women, unfortunately, in this country. Mm-hmm. And so would you agree that the roots of this is slavery and being treated as less than human and that that has been perpetuated in various forms with all of the different stereotypes about us, whether it's the mammy image or the sapphire image, which is definitely tied into how Maxine Waters. So and, tell and people what the sapphire image is, because people don't know what that is. Being seen as the sassy, angry, volatile, classless black women who always have a hand on the hip and the heads are shaking and the tongues are wagging um, to bring somebody else down. And so I think that that's definitely the trope that Omarosa falls into and that they try to place um, people like Maxine Waters and even um, uh, First Lady, our First Lady, Michelle Obama into, mm-hmm. you know, this, this, we're all sassy and negative and attitudinal um, therefore undeserving of respect or real attention to our concerns. Well, and then I also think about uh, this week where, the, was it the U.S. Tennis Association? Mm. Um, came With down Serena? Serena mm-hmm. and her, um, her Catwoman superhero-inspired, uh, what was it, jumpsuit, catsuit? that literally was there for medical purposes like mm-hmm. they literally mm-hmm. created it because as a compression outfit mm-hmm. because of her her challenges with blood clots mm-hmm. which also almost 
caused her to die yeah, when she right. had her baby right. because her symptoms were ignored, which is another and topic the, for another, another day. Exactly. Um, of, about health care and black women. And but not listening to us exactly. in, in, in our needs. And exactly. not trusting that we know what we need. So I don't know. I, I think that everything probably, we could always say is rooted back into slavery, right? Mm-hmm. I think we can always go that route. But I just don't understand. But even in the media, post, right, if we're talking about um, the initial images of us in the media have also, it, it, that comes from real life, right? Mm-hmm. And post-reconstruction era and, and, and in the media, I really do think that a lot of these um, images were developed in order to craft various images of black women right especially like this mammy image and if we are not servile then we are not important (laughs) we are not useful if we're not holding up white supremacy right but then um which also leads us into a side conversation about the weaponization of white tears yes and permit patty and barbecue becky and then um i call her topiary tina the chick that stole... You didn't read this article? Oh, mm-hmm. it was the best. So this chick out east, I want to say like in the New York East Coast area, mm-hmm. uh, stole a dog topiary from in front of a black bakery because huh. she just was walking down the street and decided that she wanted to steal this black topiary, this dog topiary. And she was super upset with the owner of the bakery who chose not to engage with her after she did her tears and after she apologized for stealing it um, and was so cowardly that she didn't even bring the topiary back. She sent it back by a hooded man who put it in a bag and hid it behind one of the other plants. Like, so they see this on, and then she turned it and made it about her, about, well, I don't understand why this woman is just disrespectful and angry I apologize. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it would be an inconvenience. I didn't mean to cause an inconvenience. I'm sorry, but you're not even going to acknowledge. Look at how mean they're being they're to being me. Mean. They're being uh-huh. angry. Uh, um, but had, would she have been wrong to hit her in her left eye? She would have been wrong. <laughs> Violence doesn't help the situation. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to find a situation where the answer is going to be, it's going to be a decision chart graph mm-hmm. and the end answer is going to be hit him in the left arm. I promise you. But go ahead. (laughs) No, I I was just saying, I think that you make an excellent point about uh, the weaponization of white tears and how often the focus, one of the challenges that we see is that when black women actually do speak out and say, this is inappropriate, I am being wronged, or our community is being wronged, that often that's turned into, um, what did we do our, our, our presentation on last year? It Hell turns yeah, it, angry. yes, it turns into, why are you so angry? Mm-hmm. It turns into, um, you're so mean, or in tone policing, right? Yes. And yes. not about the issue at hand. And so often people are more concerned about our angry reaction when usually we should be angry, right? Um, they're more concerned about our tone and us um, 
being angry than the original or initial offense, which typically is rooted in disrespect and misogynoir, um, uh, uh, you know, which is that, 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 what am I trying to say? The, the horrible ways in which black women are treated. And I feel like many of us are desensitized to it. Is it that we're desensitized to it or that we have realized that it has become par for the course and we're just so accustomed to it happening in addition to all of the other stuff that we're dealing with as black women that we're like, I don't even have time to address this. It's not that we're desensitized to it, I don't think. I just think that we have so much that we're carrying that we can't continue to respond to it. Um, The first couple of times it happens, we're we're up here, right? Right, right. Then at some point, I think we just kind of even out with the response because Mm -hmm. we're like, well, this is bullshit and it's happening regularly in addition to the other stuff that we have going on. It's true. You know, and so, and, 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 and when I think about the squatter, I'm sorry, the resident at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue calling Amorosa a dog. Let's be real. He wanted to call her a black bitch. Yes, he did. Let's just be very That's honest it. and transparent. That's the undertone. Absolutely. That is the undertone Absolutely. that he he was portraying. And if you are on my Facebook friends list or any of my social media list and you want to argue in support of what he said, delete yourself right now. Because there is no way that you can, in your right mind, sit here and tell me that it's okay for you to make excuses for his behavior and the behavior of his administration and the way that he's attacking black women. Mm -hmm. The way he attacked Omarosa, the way he attacks, um, the way he attacks Maxine Waters, the way that he attacks April Ryan, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like unacceptable, absolutely unacceptable. There's no way to explain that. Uh, um, The reality though, is that he attacks everyone. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I'm well, not concerned about not everyone. every, not everyone, not yeah. everyone. Yeah. But I, obviously, I was angry when I read it and heard, it and I said, "Oh, yeah, dog whistle language. Yeah, we know where this is going, um, and what this is rooted in." I also said, "But Tina, did you expect anything different from him? But he, the- he is." Who he is. We know he's racist. We know that he's ignorant. We know that he is sexist. misogynistic and sexist. We And so it's just, it's compounded. It's these layers, right? It's what, what Alice Walker, um, when she coined the term womanist, mm-hmm. was talking about that we can't just parse out um, being women solely, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and uh, our main conflict um in the 60s and 70s with the mainstream feminist movement that the concerns were about sexism primarily but not about race not about class and and how intersectional those are and that we need to be talking about all of those because there's layers of oppression Mm -hmm. you know that are happening all at the same time Mm -hmm. and so he's doing what his forefathers did and he's going to continue you you expect something different because of the position he's in but i don't once a person shows me who they are i believe them and i believe from day one that he was filth 
and he's been acting on and improving me right every single day. And so, yeah, we should have a higher standard, but we know who came into that office and we also know why. Mm-hmm. But here's something that doesn't sit right with me when we constantly say, did we expect anything different? And I can't tell you why it gets stuck in my craw, but it bothers me. Because I don't know if I feel like that's an excuse. It's not if an there's, excuse. I, and I don't know if it's, I feel like that's the, a rationalization of the behavior. I just, I don't know why I can't. I haven't been able to quite pinpoint or verbalize why that bothers me. Especially when we're talking about him. Mm-hmm. And when we're talking about people that support him. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about, let's just be real. We're, we're looking at the bigger picture nationally, but let's talk about the disrespect of black women in the black community by black people. Absolutely, and that's why I, I don't think that it's just about Trump, right? Because mm-hmm. Trump didn't start it, and he did he won't. I'm not going to have to sanitize my whole house it. because you it, keep saying his name. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the whole house. Okay. Now it has um, to be scrubbed. It's sanitized, saged. Ooh. I'm sorry. Uh, but that he he didn't start it, and he won't be the last individual. Mm-hmm. And that just like we're talking about, there's layers to this, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking not just about in the public mainstream political sphere, right, in which mm-hmm. black women are disrespected. But as you said in our own communities as well. Um, whether I'm, I'm teaching a course on um, through the lens of hip hop feminism. And so a lot of what we're talking about using a lot of Trisha Rose and Gwendolyn Poe is talking about it in our music and right, where it comes from for us to be disrespected that this came before the music even, right? Mm-hmm. That this is we're par- what we're parroting what the 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 ideas that society has held mm-hmm. about black women and that we are complicit in in treating our women poorly and and that means with each other as women but also the accountability for men to mm-hmm. hold us in a different light mm-hmm. and sometimes um the very ones making an excuse are those who are on the other hand also riding for and supporting us and so, it, in so many ways, we are a part of the problem. Yeah, I just, it's a bit much. It's a bit much. I agree. Um, and it's very, like you said, there's so many layers to it. So we've talked about the disrespect. We're trying to figure out historically where it's come from. Why it's continuing to manifest itself into present day as far as the examples that we're looking at. But then I think another layer of it too is that it also then feeds and fuels this whole male toxicity thing, you know, where um, you feel like you feel really, really good about yourself and calling me a black bitch because I don't want to give you my phone number. Or I don't want to give you what you want, whatever. Whatever that, that is. is. Did you see um, the video where a young woman was in a gas station? 
Okay, so this is why we're a Tell great pair. Mm -hmm. We're a great pair because you don't really do a lot online. Exactly. You limit mm -hmm. that, which I really admire about you, but I have to know what I'm walking mm -hmm. into sometimes mm -hmm. so that I can get that anger out before I go into to common spaces. Mm -hmm. But there was a young woman who, um, there was a woman who was at a gas station. The video cameras from the station caught this activity. And her, her side of the story was she was there this guy approached her this black man approached her wanted to engage with her wanted to get her number you know mm -hmm. and she turned him down he pressed it she said no he jumps on the top of her car and kicks in her windshield <gasps> now first of all he would have been a black dot on the asphalt because i'm going to run you over at this point like you don't you don't. You gotta get the violence out of your I, but soul. I, this is why we do the podcast. So <laughs> I can get it out. You can purge. So I can purge. <laughs> and then I can be a responsible, law-abiding citizen <laughs> when I'm out in public. And so he literally kicked in her windshield. Wow. Kicked it in. And I'm sitting here watching this video going, wait, there had to have been more to this. Mm -hmm. Like, she called his mama out of her name she killed his favorite dog like there had to have been something more mm -hmm. to this story but like you said you're making an excuse I we don't like, we don't you know you you want a deeper excuse but the reality is what he could have just been an asshole yes yeah and you know and so it's like wow because she won't give you and i think about those times where i'm in spaces where men walk up to me mm -hmm. and they engage mm -hmm. at something as simple as prime example i went to a grocery store major chain went to the store it was early on a sunday morning i figured get in get, get out, out. Mm -hmm. and these two young men i'm going down the aisle they're coming the opposite direction i speak good morning good morning you know you say it you give your nod and I notice as I'm going down the aisles, they're reappearing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, maybe they need dog food too. <laughs> I, who am I to judge? Mm -hmm. I, you know, it's a grocery store. Mm -hmm. And then one of them goes, he asked me, so are you married? Now that bothers me, but keep going with your story and we'll come back to right. it. Right. Are you married? I'm, I'm sorry? Are you married? I'm like, oh, I'm engaged in a relationship oh okay i go on about my business they pop up again mm -hmm. are you happy yo look i'm really not interested i'm just really not interested and then i had to really assess when i got in the car because i really wasn't in a relationship mm -hmm. Um, why do we have to come up with these defense That's mechanisms my point. to give to give my no credence and mm -hmm. to give my no weight? You have to, to belong to, to another, another male man in order, and even with that, it's still disrespect. Mm -hmm. Like how how do we get to that point, mm -hmm. and why do we have to do those things for our own safety? Mm -hmm. You got folks that are getting killed. Because they're telling people no. Mm -hmm. A young woman shared mm -hmm. her story where she was walking down the street. Mm -hmm. This guy was driving. He slowed down. He engaged her. And she was like, oh, I'm not interested. He circled back around and continued to harass her. Another story, a young woman's walking down the street. A guy approaches her. 
wants her number and she kind of hesitates and she gives it to him and he tells her oh I'm glad you gave it to me because if you didn't I was going to rob you wait what? what right are you kidding me right now you're joking right you've got to be joking you've got to be joking and I'm like well why did you give him your number well I don't know I just felt like I needed to because he just kept asking I keep asking for a wealthy spouse to just fall <laughs> I the sky, but I'm not getting that. You know, I keep asking for shorter work weeks. That's not happening either. There are just some things that just aren't in the realm of possibility. And so I think that we sometimes do a disservice, and this isn't victim blaming, mm-hmm. but we do a disservice to perpetually feed into that cycle mm-hmm. because we continue to give the excuses of, Oh no, I'm, I had a boyfriend, or or I'm, I'm married. It's or. true. It, it it's a convenient excuse, but it also the reality is, politics aside, we want to be safe mm-hmm. at the end of the day, and some of that yes is about internalized sexism and thinking that we need the excuse of the strong, assuming right strong male that's going to come to our aid if mm-hmm. something happens. And so this other person knows that we are attached. So we are in essence safer. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the bottom line. Um, and I hate it. I absolutely hate that someone will ask me if I'm married or if I have a man and if I say, well, one, I am married. But if I say no, that they continue to badger. Well, why not? But we can't just not be interested. We must be attached in order for us to give a no. And that's ridiculous. And that responsibility lies not, in my opinion, solely on us, but that lies on the men and what we are teaching men and boys. And what the men who associate with these men. Exactly. Allowing them exactly. to do this and bystander how effect, them, and they are not allow, holding their own accountable. Exactly. Absolutely, and I feel that like that goes right back to the initial conversation about disrespecting black women. That that there has to be the same level of accountability mm-hmm. with us. You know, between each other as black women, between black women and black men, between. Um, people outside of black culture um, that we do have to hold each other accountable. We do have to question these assumptions. Um, and until we are on, and not just when a black woman is in the room and around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but on your own time, when you see it. And I say that's the same for racism. That racism isn't going to be necessarily solved by the people who didn't create it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so those who do have the power in the society, who do have that privilege, they have to use that privilege for good. And they have to hold their uncles, their cousins, their brothers, their sisters, their teachers, their bosses, their colleagues, hold them all accountable. And not just, again, when I'm sitting in the room. Right. Mm-hmm. But on your own. Otherwise, the, the, we are minoritized and in numbers we are smaller it's impossible for the black folks to solve all the racism in america but it's, it's not it's going not, to happen here's the and thing, it's, it's not my responsibility. responsibility shouldn't be on us we're it, saying the same thing it's not our responsibility i was sitting um I, I recall having a conversation with someone um how can i keep this anonymous so i was having a conversation an interaction with someone and it was about hair mm-hmm 
and it was about why we get angry when people want to pet our hair like this is a petting Puppies. zoo. Mm-hmm. And this person genuinely didn't understand. They genuinely came from a space of trying to understand right, right. and asked, but why couldn't you just explain that a little bit better to them about why it's inappropriate? Because we're exhausted. We shouldn't have to. Do Every have single to? day do it. Like, I shouldn't have to. And the thing is, I think what a lot of people don't often realize is you're not the first. You're not even the second. You're mm-hmm. not the third. And so, yeah, at a point I'm saying, I'm not going to keep explaining to you. At some point, my hand will go up. Now, see, here's where the violence coming, where I'm going to slap your hand away from my head. See, so you're Unless really cu- so, you've asked so, if you can do it. No, I treat you like a fly. If a fly is coming towards my face, I'm not going to let it land on my nose. I'm going to swat it out the way. Is your fist balled up when you do the swatting? <laughs> no. Is it close to the it, left it, eye? It is not. Okay. But I had the same conversation and I actually did allow, I, I do allow people to touch my hair. And that is a situation, you know, it's Based on the situation and the context. It it is. It is. And it's about the relationship. And there was someone who genuinely, you know, I change my hair a lot. And so it throws people outside of black culture completely off. They don't even recognize who I am. It throws the white people off. We don't have the same problem with Latinos. Let me think about that. No, I, I do. I've, I've never had the same issue with people it who are Latino. It is primarily white it's, folks. It's always but been I, white but people I was, I was still saying non-white because I have had some other folks go, well, you just change your hair so much. I didn't recognize you or almost didn't. And they aren't all white. The majority are, though. Mm-hmm. And so I said, this person said, can I touch your hair? You, you always change your hair. And it just seems so fluffy. <laughs> and it was. It was in a full fro. <laughs> and I said, and I. It, I'm so glad we don't have a video vlog soon, of this. As soon as you that face you just made, that was the one I made, and she recognized it. And she goes, "Oh, I, I didn't mean to offend you. Did I offend you?" And I said, and my shoulders were hunched. And I said, "Well, no." It's just this. This is a thing with everybody wanting to touch my hair. But you can touch it. And and I kind of leaned down and she petted <laughs> and felt the squishiness. And she goes, it is. It's like cotton candy or something like that. And it, it, it is. It is. And I realized she just had never. The reality is she hadn't been around many at all black people. That was the reality. That was her reality. And so in that moment. It was a teaching moment, you know? It was a learning moment and allowing her to have this 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 tactile <laughs> experience instead of just from afar, you know? Um, but I don't wanna bring this just to hair, right? Because we're not talking about that and and, and But even no, but I think it's a valid thing. Disrespectful. But but, but the, your visceral response to it that was. is very important. It is. Because it I is. think that visceral response is one that we oftentimes experience mm-hmm. when we're being violated. It's true. It's absolutely and true. And so that and, and so And part of it though for me is when people make a big deal out of my hair when I'm just trying to be me. So when I walk into a space and the first thing you have to do is comment upon the way I look. What you're doing is othering me. 
and that feels uncomfortable. And the second piece is most individuals, I think part of that reaction for me has been usually people don't ask. They just start reaching up, almost like they do with pregnant women when the, you know their bellies are full. People that you do not know will reach out and just start touching your body. And to me, hair's the same way. It's my body. I don't know where your hands have been. Like, and I don't know you. That's an intimate thing. You're to disrespecting put your, me. My space in me. Disrespecting me. Yes. And some people don't see it like that because they don't have that experience constantly. You know, I asked somebody, I said, they said, well, why is it such a big deal? I said, okay, let me put it this way. You can touch my hair. You can just reach up and randomly touch my hair and I can reach up and grab part of your genitalia. What they say? That's just kind of. Exactly. (laughs) We don't have that same level of intimacy. So stop acting as if we do. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, but the disrespect. I'm just, I'm over so it. So what do we do? Well, you said we can't hit them in the eye. We can't. Okay. Um, but it's tiring to, to keep I think it's it, tiring it to keep tiring, educating. But we have to. And I don't call it, edu- I don't think that it's always educating because I have said that if you, I've gotten to a point with a lot of issues, actually, Angela, where I don't, if I'm not being paid to teach you, I'm not doing it. It's exhaustive. I'm not paying that tax. And for what gain? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't. There, there, for many, many years of my life, I'm debating with folks, educating folks on the bus stops, walking down the quad, you know, when I'm on vacation after a ridiculous comment. And I realized that that takes so much out of me. And often this person doesn't walk away different or better for it. They do the same dumb stuff to the next person they come across. And that's the same thing that they, they, you know. And you get labeled as angry. Angry, exactly. And so I don't have time or the energy for it. Or even the, the interest in just engaging with a bunch of random people about these things but what i do think is critical when we're talking about what do we do about it when we see it is to stop it to say no i don't have to explain to you there's books for that Mm -hmm. there are podcasts there are many news articles i need you to educate yourself do some reading stop being lazy i'm telling you what you just did is unacceptable it's on you to figure out why google is an amazing google is amazing and i'm not going to keep playing with you i've actually had folks where we're talking about issues from police brutality to um, racism in the curriculum in schools to um, the treatment of black women in hip-hop, where people start asking a bunch of questions and go, you know what, I can list several books for you, I can write them out, several scholars, to direct you in the right places. And then after that, we can have a conversation. But what I can do in this less than two minute exchange in the hallway on the street is educate you about the history, the historical context of what's happening right now. It's not worth my time. And I want to be happy just like every doggone body else and have free time and space. So I'm not willing to do it. So yes, I do think that there are many people who are willing to educate. And for those, I say we have to continue to educate. Just don't ask me unless there's a check attached to it. You you monetizing your worth. I'm monetizing my worth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, 
just because I realized I, I, I realized there were times when I was just simply depleted angry and depleted and at the end of the day guess what I had to realize it, was it wasn't fault. their fault thank you Angela it say it fault. again it was, it was fault. my fault uh-huh. if you continue to allow yourself to be taken for a ride to be drained up all of your beautiful resources internal resources it's your fault too I'm complicit in that cycle. And it's a nasty cycle. I'm not doing it anymore. So in regards to being complicit, when we're faced with these blatant disrespectful experiences as black women, Mm -hmm. when it is a safe space Mm -hmm. to do so, Mm -hmm. um, we've got to call it out. Absolutely. We and that's what I'm saying. We must continue to use our voices. And period. We must amplify them. Uh, teaching is a different thing, right? Mm-hmm. But we must call it out every time we see it. And, and, and I think that part of where we go left in calling it out is I think by nature, we really, we've been conditioned to be polite. Mm-hmm. And we've been conditioned to have to always provide an explanation mm-hmm. as Absolutely. to why we're doing something mm-hmm. that we're doing. Mm-hmm. No is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. And that's what I'm learning. That's a hard one. Mm-hmm. But I'm learning that to just say no. And also, Angela, not just saying no and being okay with that, but in holding people accountable, we don't always have to do that face to face and in a moment. Sometimes we need to reflect. Sometimes we know that it isn't the best time or the space. Sometimes we know that person isn't really going to receive it there. But it doesn't mean we hold that in because that's their baggage. Mm -hmm. So I've gotten into writing people emails or letters and sending those to them. And if they want to respond, we can have an exchange. But once I realized that someone, and this has happened to me several times over the past years, um, few years, when I've taken the time to list out what the challenges are and why I'm receiving what you're saying in a certain way and why it's problematic for me, and you still come back to me with the but, 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 or that's not what I did, or that wasn't my intention. We're not talking about your intention. We're talking about your impact. Mm-hmm. And you're not willing to be accountable for any of it. Guess what else I do these days? Because I think that's part of it. I off. cut them off like a bad habit. And I don't feel anything about it. And it doesn't mean that I dislike them. It's not that dramatic. I don't care enough to dislike you. But I am learning from you. You are showing me who you are and that we will continue to have these interactions if I allow that cycle to continue. Mm -hmm. And so once you show me that you're acting a fool and you don't get it, I trust that you're not going to get it. And so I'm going to disengage from that behavior because that also is teaching someone. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That you can't do this with everyone. And you can walk away thinking whatever you want. Oh, she's an angry black woman. Oh, she's so mean. Oh, she doesn't like me. All those white tears, because that's often who it's coming from when I'm doing this. You can have it. I don't care. What I'm trying to do is have a healthy Tina. Mm -hmm. And I think when I was was saying that notice is a complete answer, and that we oftentimes have been conditioned to give a rationale yep. to support to make it seem like our to make it appear that our convince people that our answer is worthy yep. of them respecting yep. it 
we go be above and beyond to explain it. And we don't have to. And we don't have to. And that causes us to have to have this back and forth yep. with people. I'm not doing it. And I, I can't. I'm unwilling. I'm unable to can. Yeah. I, I'm unwilling <laughs> to continue. I'm unable to can. I'm unable to can. I'm unable to can. So I and I, I don't I don't desire to do that anymore. There is so much more work that we have to do. Yep. In regards and to that we're doing that we're doing and another piece that we didn't even touch on and I know that we have probably run over time is how we disrespect ourselves so we probably yep. need to have another segment where we're yep. talking about about the disrespect of black women and what it is that we do to ourselves I to think do that. we should talk about that okay so but we're not gonna talk about it right now why because we have to go oh yeah so yeah we're done I think yeah. Okay. Okay. But we'll, we'll continue. We'll continue these. We'll continue this conversation in another podcast because we now see that we actually need to. We didn't touch on the disrespect that comes from within internally, internally, yeah. and then how we we heave that onto other black women. Yeah. So, thank you all for joining us uh, for the ABW project. This is Angeline Anderson and Tina Fockwardine. And we promise we're going to do better with our podcast. Our schedules have just been bananas. It's busy in these streets. It's busy. They don't know about our lives. They don't know. They don't know about our lives. Catch you guys later.